we need to just thank the Lord uh, for the Dutch farmers and the Italian farmers and the, the German farmers who are joining finally in a serious revolt, which is why the AP and the major networks are ignoring it against the World Economic Forum. Because this stuff is coming here. There's just no doubt about it. It's here now. So how do I know it's coming here? Well, let's go through a couple of quick things. The Deputy Prime Minister of Canada was asked about high gas prices. And her answer might sound a little bit similar to something you heard uh, a little bit earlier on this program. From my perspective, this price increase in in fuel costs is a reminder of why climate action is so important yeah that's 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 what people are worried about climate action they can't afford to go to work does that sound familiar biden spokesperson sustainable what do you say to those families who say listen we can't afford to pay 485 a gallon for months if not years this is just not sustainable well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. The liberal world order is it? That's interesting. And in the Netherlands, the prime minister there, he launched a program, this from Sky News. And here, uh, I'm particularly proud to announce that the Netherlands will host the Global Coordinating Secretariat of the World Economic Forum Food Innovation Hubs. Food Innovation Hubs. Well, I know exactly what he's talking about. Food Innovation Hubs. I know exactly what he's talking about, and you probably do as well. The BBC deserves a lot of credit for running this report about what this all means. Well, the Netherlands House of Representatives has released a statement which said, quote, The honest message is that not all farmers will continue in business. Those who do will have to farm differently. It may be 40% of farmers whose land is taken, taken from them. How'd this all happen? Oh, yeah. Did I mention the World Economic Forum? This is Klaus Schwab, the psychopath who runs that, talking about a certain politician. Where do you find still such a prime minister in the world? You find it in the Netherlands, and it's Mark Rutte. Yeah. That's how it's happening. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. You hear him every Friday here on the program, my friends, brother Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer of Bulwark Capital Management. He also has a radio show of his own. You can get it at knowyourriskradio.com. Goes in depth on the finance stuff, knowyourriskradio.com. Joe Biden is absolutely a man for his times. Absolutely the perfect man to be in the White House right now 
That is, if you want the World Economic Forum to be able to do to America what it's doing to the Netherlands, what it's done to Canada, what it's done to Australia. And we need to thank God for the Dutch farmers. Thank the Lord for them and just beg the Lord to wrap them up in his protection, to keep them from becoming rage-filled. Don't let the enemy into your hearts, dear farmers. Continue to do what you're doing. You are standing up for God's creation. God created plentitude. He created food for us to have, to work for, to toil. That's our sin problem, why we have to do that. But he did not intend and does not intend for bosses to starve us. The Bible is so clear. They are not to do this. They're not to treat people this way. It is an ungodly thing the World Economic Forum is doing. So thank God for these farmers And if we had leadership here, godly leadership instead of this figurehead, but he is the perfect guy for the times. Power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Reading whatever is put in front of him without a thought as to what it means. And how could he have a thought as to what it means? He doesn't have thoughts at that level. I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm trying to be accurate. And we've been warned about this, but it was, you know, a dangerous, silly conspiracy theory that would get you kicked off talk radio when we were warned about it. Because the rules are these in conservative talk radio. Conspiracies can't happen because they always get found out. You can't keep things secret. Right. So conspiracies that are found out were never conspiracies even if the finding out takes years. So for instance, when Pfizer and the FDA conspired to lie about the studies, the clinical studies and the COVID injections, and then got caught, they said, we want 75 to 95 years before the truth gets out, before their conspiracy was revealed. It's been revealed, but very few shows will speak of it. We were warned about this, by many people like Rose Corey. And globalization is the standardization of all systems. So that includes uh, water, law enforcement, uh, education, energy. All systems have to be brought into harmony in order to control them all. Because when systems don't meet, when when they're out of balance or not in sync with one another, they can't be controlled centrally. And the goal of Agenda 21 is one world government and total control from a central unit. Here in Europe, um, it's openly spoken about Local Agenda 21, and of course here in Denmark, uh, the Aalborg uh, Principles, uh, 2000, excuse me, 1994, and then Aalborg Plus 10, 2004, uh, was the uh, European Roundtable for uh, Local Agenda 21 was held here. And the principles are public-private partnerships, which is fascism. And this is how it's implemented uh, on the ground, is through this joining together between corporations, uh, non-governmental organizations, and governments in order to cut out the, you know, the actual individual, your voter, and instead to take that to a level where we literally cannot penetrate. And this is the goal. So this has already far progressed in Europe. The three pillars of United Nations Agenda 21 are economy, ecology, and equity. The three E's, the social equity. And everyone sort of 
thinks that they know what that means, the idea of social equity. It must mean that, well, everyone's going to have access to clean water and clean air and uh, no one's property is going to be used as a dumping ground because they are at a poverty level. But really what social equity is about is about impoverishing huge portions of the population and bringing down uh, the developed nations. It's spot on. From Canada to Australia to New Zealand to Italy to Germany, look what police became. Almost overnight. In the Netherlands, farmers have been shot at. Now, truly, they're blocking the roads. They're blocking the freeways. They're blocking food from getting to the stores. And it's effective. And they're not backing down. Truly, a farmer made a tank. The farmers are also being told, you're going to have to give up your land. Where are Bill Gates burgers made? In labs. Where does Klaus Schwab want meat made? In labs. Just like the mRNA. They don't want natural foods. Because natural foods can provide sustenance on our own. We can grow them on our own. We don't need them for that. God created foods that regenerate. The party wants foods we have to buy from them that aren't the least bit healthy for us. The standardization of law enforcement, of equity, of gender, it's global. And the Dutch farmers are standing up and thank God for them. The way the media is explaining this just goes to the pillaging of the media like we talked about last year or the last hour. I was looking at how Reuters is reporting this. This is just utterly ridiculous. This is how Reuters reports this. Listen to this. Dutch farmers protest by blocking supermarket distribution centers. Listen to the, to the first paragraph. Dutch farmers, angered by government plans that may cause them to use less fertilizer and reduce livestock, began a day of protests in the Netherlands by, on Monday by blocking supermarket distribution hubs in several cities. When they say reduce, um, they mean eliminate. Millions upon millions upon millions of heads of cattle and sheep, etc. And taking of land. They don't mention that. Just like the standardized media approach to the COVID flu, 100% across the board. Completely coordinated. Just like the injuries from the mRNA. Just like gender. None of that stuff got reported until it started to go to the school boards. Standardized. So here is a report Tucker Carlson had. Had a woman named Eva Vlar. She's from the Netherlands. Had her on the program to talk about this. And by the way, it's this is quite a thing. People send me notes and ask if I visit with Tucker. I've never met Tucker. I'm one degree of separation from Tucker. Good friend of mine was Tucker's uh, good, good friend that helped him get the Daily Caller started. I've never met Tucker. But people sent me notes last week saying, do you and Tucker coordinate? Because you tend to cover things the same way. I don't have a TV. I do watch clips of Tucker. I think he's the most important of the TV hosts because of reports like this. 
But no, there's, there's no coordination between Tucker Carlson and me. Tucker probably doesn't even know who I am. So he had Eva Vlar on his program. Well, very simple, Tucker. What this is about is the Dutch government stealing our farmers' land. And they're doing this under the guise of a made-up nitrogen crisis. And that is basically going to put most of these farmers completely out of business. And thankfully, the Dutch farmers aren't having it. So they're going out on the streets. They're blocking distribution centers. They've blocked the high roads. They are fighting back. And they're right to do so. These, this is their life's work. They're really at their wit's end. They're devastated by what the government is doing. And, well, it's very clear that the government is not doing this because of a nitrogen crisis. They're doing this because they want these farmers' land and they want it to house new immigrants. They also want it because the farmers are obviously standing in their way of the great reset plans that they have for us. So, yeah, farmers are hardworking, God-fearing, and especially self-sufficient people that are just standing in the way of their globalist agenda. And it's driving a lot of these farmers even to something like suicide. So, really, there's only one term that we can use for the things that our government under Premier Mark Rutte is doing right now, and that is communism. I do think fascism is more apt because this really is a combination of billionaire oligarchs and government. It's, it is them becoming one with one goal. That's how you end up with all these behavioral kill shoots. COVID is the biggest behavioral kill shoot in history, blocking every escape but the mRNA injections. That's what they did. That's why they attacked early treatment. That's why they attacked hydroxychloroquine. That's why they attacked ivermectin. That's why they spoke utter obscene gibberish like vitamin D in high doses is dangerous or vitamin C in high doses. Vitamin C and vitamin D don't help, can't help. Two compounds known to boost your immune system can't help. Zinc can't help. The first time in history, people told to go home and get sicker, stay inside. For God's sake, don't go out in the sun. Don't get fresh air. Don't become ambulatory. Lay in bed and become sicker. They murdered hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people with the behavioral kill shoot of the mRNA. Now there's the next behavioral kill shoot. It's an attack on farmers. It's specifically an attack on ranchers because they want their frankenmeats. That's what they insist upon is to take staple foods and make it something we have to beg to get from them. See, they have exploited many of the other resources as far as they can. Now they're exploiting our bodies. That's the mRNA. They want to exploit our bodies further by making sure that we can only get food for them. That behavioral kill shoots are being built by destroying farming. Same thing with electric cars. It's a behavioral kill shoot to drive gas prices so high that people can't possibly do anything else but get an electric car. But Herman, they're too expensive. Exactly. And the World Economic Forum and big companies like Ford and GM salivate at the idea of us never owning cars. Why? Because if you never own a car, you have to pay for their upgrades. All of a sudden, when you don't own the car, you don't own the data about where you go. You don't own the radio station in your or the radio in your car. You don't own the podcast player in your car. They do. They decide which wheels. They decide when you drive or ride. They mass us 
into these vehicles and drive us around, ferry us around like packages. I've been warning about this for a decade. Our transportation, our housing, behavioral kill shoots, distorting the housing market so most people can't afford a house and it's in steps BlackRock and Vanguard buying up entire neighborhoods. 200, 400 houses at a time, you will own nothing and you will be happy. But it's not a conspiracy because it's been found out, which means it was never a conspiracy. Those are the rules, guys. I've been lectured. Those are the rules. So the Dutch farmers are revolting. They have effectively blocked the freeways. They are causing, or I guess you what this you call them, the high roads, like high highways. It's effective. Do you see it on TV? When I'm not in here, if I'm in my car, I'm either listening to podcasts or I'm listening to Christian radio, music radio. Usually I'd listen to um, sermons as well. Even on Christian radio, I hear nothing about this. Salem Radio News. I hear nothing about this. Luckily, Tucker covered it. Someone else is covering it is the BBC. This is a bit of long audio. I normally wouldn't use audio this length in this program. That's not mine. But this is so vital and important. This is getting reported at least to people in Europe, but not the way it should be. This should be huge news here. It's coordinated. The approach is coordinated. So is the silence, except for reports like this. Somewhere else that seems to be sliding into dictatorship is Holland, which may not entirely be a coincidence. The similarities between Canada and Holland are as startling as they are disturbing. Here's Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte, leader of the laughably and ironically named People's Party for Freedom and Democracy. Apart from obviously sharing the same wacky lefty sense of humour, those two both are, of course, golden pinup boys for Klaus Schwab and the globalist fantasists of the World Economic Forum. Only a few months ago, it was the Canadian government that attacked its own citizens in the most grotesque and terrifyingly authoritarian manner during the so-called truckers' convoy revolts, when the government actually froze the bank accounts and basically starved out any individuals involved in what was legitimate, peaceful, democratic opposition to COVID mandates. That ended badly for Trudeau, particularly after this shameful incident in which Canadian mounted police trampled over a peaceful woman protester. Just trampled that lady. Hang on. I've seen something like that before, haven't I? It reminds me of some. Oh, yes, Melbourne under Dan Andrews. It's Andrew Bolt doing the reporting. Have you heard this here? 
See, the alignment is so massive that the silence is massive. It's the same thing with the COVID flu, that the silence is massive. We'll get more from Andrew Bolt's reports and God bless him for doing it. This is the goal here. It's gonna be different means, you know, the, the amount of guns that we have in America, it's gonna be different means. It's not gonna be quite stomping on our heads the way they're intending to do it in the Netherlands and in fact doing it. But the behavioral kill shoots are just the same. The end goal is just the same. Us begging for food. <laughs> this is horrible. This is the worst transition. I'll say it because you want an example of a bad transition. Uh, the World Economic Forum is working on making sure that we have to beg them for food. So, so make your body smaller so you eat less. Soda weight loss. So I'm grim mouse. Well, I mean, it's true. It is true. You do eat less when you don't have as much fat on your body. The nature of fat, extra fat on our body. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a good thing God designed. It's a great big savings account. But we live in inflationary times. Think of this, that the food that the party has manufactured, and it is manufactured. What, look, when you see high fructose corn syrup in chicken breasts or, or chili, you don't taste the high fructose corn syrup in, in chicken breast or chili. Why is it there? To spike your insulin. Why? So you eat more food. Why? So you buy more food. Why? So you get bigger. Why? I don't know. Except then you have to eat more food. Oh, yeah, that. But what if you turn out to be a diabetic? Oh, yeah. Uh, then you buy diabetes stuff. And go to diabetes treatment for the rest of your life. And, and you have the party gaining from that. I'm telling you, taking control of your physical health, it is a major pushback against the party. My friends and partners at Soda Weight Loss, SodaWeightLoss.com, right there in conservative Dallas, Texas. They started as one location. They quickly became seven. And then because they're data hounds, they make their data available. 6,700, almost 7,000 Google reviews, 4.8 average stars. They know when they'll talk to you how much unwanted fat you'll lose. And, and they'll tell you, count on it being this if you stay with our plan. Um, they paid attention to their data. You know you're on to something when your locations in Dallas have people coming from Tallahassee, Florida, and places like Oklahoma and Alabama to, to go and drop unwanted fat with you. So they said, hey, let's just go national. No, you do not need to fly to Dallas. You never need to leave your house. They've got it so dialed in. Starting this Monday, I've got a family member starting. She asked me about it. We talked about it twice. Her food arrives, well, it arrives tonight. Arrives tonight, Monday. And you can join too. It's sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. Is Andrew Bolt sort of the Tucker Carlson of the BBC? He's based in Australia and somehow he's still not in prison. Uh, his report on the Dutch farmers continues. But I digress. Let's go back to Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte at the World Economic Forum in Davos last year, boasting about Holland's involvement with the World Economic Forum's global food innovation hubs, 
which is busily, quote, transforming food systems and land use. I'd like to highlight a, a World Economic Forum initiative in this regard, the World Economic uh, Forum Food uh, Innovation Hubs. And these hubs in Africa, in Asia, in South America and in Europe uh, will allow uh, businesses to connect regional stakeholders to skill innovations, because this is key, uh, skill innovations that can address food systems, food systems challenges. And here, uh, I'm particularly proud to announce that the Netherlands will host the Global Coordinating Secretariat of the World Economic Forum Food Innovation Hubs. The hubs are set out to transform food systems and land use, eh? I wonder what that means exactly. Well, your guess is as good as mine, but as I mentioned last night, currently the Dutch government is embarked upon insane efforts to slash greenhouse gases and reduce the amount of nitrogen ammonia in the soil by 30 to 70 percent by 2030 or even by up to 95 percent in some places in order to meet green EU climate change targets that Holland has signed up to. And this means literally turfing people off their farms. I guess that's one way to transform land use and food systems, eh, Rutter? So the hubs are these. They're labs to make things like fake meat. Now, there's people going to choose to eat this. Be my guest. I'm not. I've seen the long-term effects of mRNA. I am not going to get in line. I'm not going to become subservient. I am not going to leave a world of plentitude created by the Lord who has given us foods that regenerate for lab-made food. I'm not doing it. I mean, I would rather starve. I'm thinking about this. I would rather starve. I don't fear those who can destroy the body. I fear he who can destroy the soul. And this is blatantly ungodly. They're stealing our food. They're stealing our ability to make it. The innovation hubs will be things like growing, uh, like the growing cow, cow meat with no cow, no brain out of a Petri dish. Now I can see vegans going, that doesn't take life. No, it distorts it. Do we know the long-term effects of that? We have no idea. And what are we going to do? Eliminate a bunch of the creatures that God made? You like that better? The loss of life, by the way, in, in food crops, I shouldn't say this because it'll freak my daughter out as a vegan. It's monumental. There's smaller lives, mouses, mice and rats and, and voles and moles and bugs and snakes. There's massive loss of life. We've talked about that on the program. What this really means is a centralization of everything people need to live. We've talked so often about the Monsanto evil. Well, that's what the food hubs are. I guarantee that's what they are. Food innovation hubs. See, this is all top down, bottom up. Gender, cops, equity, all of it. You can see it globally. But that's a conspiracy theory. Last part of Andrew Bolt's report about what's going on in the Netherlands, and in my judgment, the most important part. Well, the Netherlands House of Representatives has released a statement which said, quote, 
The honest message is that not all farmers will continue in business. Those who do will have to farm differently. Wow, just think about that. But everyday hardworking Dutch family farmers and others are now involved in massive and growing protests, hardly surprising with tractor blockades, manure being dumped on uh, government buildings or places and there are accusations of the Dutch secret police infiltrating the protesters, the same playbook used uh, by Trudeau, Trudeau, allegedly. What a coincidence. And overnight there are even accusations of shots being fired. This, by the way, is what happens when your national government gets penetrated by globalist activists from the World Economic Forum. Oh, does that sound like a conspiracy theory? Yes, it does. But alas, it's not me saying it. It's dear old Klaus Schwab back in 2017 fessing up to what the World Economic Forum is really up to. When I mention our names like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Pres of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, rece at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I we know that half of this cabinet, or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet, are for our actually young global leaders of the world. Correct. And by the way, the weird sounds there. The that's not me. That I love the fact that these guys intend to control the whole globe, but that they can't control errant mic noise. Well. Who can? I mean, new technology, please, please never come to me and talk about how great technology has become. Please never do that. Please. Ever try to set up a, a, I mean, I'm not talking about point a camera at myself and talking. Boring. I'm almost there with the video studio with like six separate applications on a computer to be able to have three cameras. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, are you kidding me? Friends, it's a bone frog. Bonefrog.us is the place to do this. You go to bonefrog.us, you get 5% off lifetime subscriptions to Bonefrog Coffee. I asked last week for reviews. There's one gentleman who's not yet buying uh, the coffee from Bonefrog because the light roast doesn't yet come in the K-cup. Uh, I will send that, sir, uh, to the people at Bonefrog Coffee, and I'm going to bet you're going to get an answer immediately from Tim Cruikshank, the CEO and founder, He's a 25-year Navy veteran and Navy SEAL, and he tends to do this with customers. If there's a concern, he's on it. So I don't know why there's no light roast in the K-cup. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's on the way. I wouldn't doubt it. Everything else is available. That's the dark roast, the medium roast. And for me, I get um, th this gets sent to us every month. And I, you'd be shocked if you know how much bone frog coffee I drink. It's in the morning, and I'm talking about a 16-ounce cup. You know, I get up and start Bible study. I have my first 16 ounce cup, my second one during the same Bible study. Uh, I refill that before the gym. And then I have not 16 ounces, but about 10 around three o'clock in the afternoon. It's bonefrog.us. And it's not just the great story of God, country, team. It's also the fact that they focus on the product. Dave Stewart is a legend in coffee. 
And he's the guy, he's, he mentored them on the roast and he's in fact done some of the roasts. And you should know his name if you're a coffee hound because he created a lot of the roasts of Seattle's best coffee, which was far better coffee than Starbucks ever was. It's bonefrog.us. That's bonefrog.us. So Andrew Bolt doing a fantastic job of putting the pieces together for us. And now it's the Dutch farmers who are standing up to this. And the reason I wanted to take a moment and focus on them is because I believe fully in the power of prayer. And I want us to pray for these people because look at what they're doing to these guys and claiming that this is a Canadian militia that has caused this. Now think about that. The, 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 the premier who is good, good friends with Klaus Schwab, as I prove here. Where do you find still such a prime minister in the world? You find it in the Netherlands and it's Mark Rutte. We should not underestimate the significant role the Netherlands is playing on the international scene. You are one of the big donors. You are at the forefront in terms of cyber security, of uh, food security, um, water, gender, and so on. But I was told by an assertive source, you are also probably the best-looking prime minister in, 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 in Europe. You are a compass man, someone who has clear values, who follows his values, so you are a real statesman. That's uh, Mark Lutz stepping up to embrace Klaus Schwab, brotherly embrace, a broad grin, given a beautiful trophy for being a good, good supplicant of Klaus Schwab. He's grinning. Oh, there's great pictures of he and Trudeau from Canada grinning together, laughing, boy-like. The fact of the matter is, this stuff is coming here. It's here now. People can choose all day long to not see it, but it's here now. I started the program. Let's tie it all together. We had a spokesperson for the figurehead asked about high gas prices. Now, let's just follow this. We could start fracking whenever we want. We could start drilling whenever we want. We could become an oil exporter again whenever we want. These are all choices they've made to constrain to lower our supply of oil, including sending 5 million gallons of oil to Asia and Europe. They are draining, as we talked about last hour, they are pillaging our supply to drive costs up as a behavioral kill shoot, just as they're doing with foods. And please, please don't come to me and say, let's get back to Republican and Democrats. Let's get back to R versus D. I'm very comfortable there. Here's why. Show me Mitch McConnell on this. Show me anyone 
in the Republican sphere speaking about the World Economic Forum in these terms when it's happening here. The spokes liar, one of them. No, I take it back. A truth teller who works for the Biden regime. Sustainable. What do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Stand firm on what? The new liberal world order. What is it? It's food innovation hubs. It's mRNA. It's begging for, for, for fake meat from Bill Gates. In Canada, the deputy prime minister asked a similar question. From my perspective, this price increase in, in fuel costs is a reminder of why climate action is so important and why, as a country, we have to work even harder and move even faster towards a green economy. It's an insurance policy against higher energy prices. And in the White House, a figurehead, very much like the fictional character Ron Burgundy, who will read whatever's put in front of him without giving a second to think about it because he can't. Power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not. End of quote. Repeat the line. And Klaus Schwab giggles. Yeah, it can seem overwhelming. Years and years ago, there was a woman named Grace. I got to meet her once. Twice, three times, I think. She was my wife's grandmother and helped raise my wife. And she was an absolute, the phrase is, fireball. First time I met her was at my wife's college graduation. My wife was graduating to be a teacher. And against all odds, by the way, my wife never should have graduated from college. The way she was raised and what she decided to do on her own, so against the odds. I went to go see her graduate. We were newly dating. I wore a suit and tie. I looked sharp, although 150 pounds heavier with a great big uh, ponytail. My hair slicked back in a ponytail and earrings. Yeah, kind of a goomba. <laughs> I showed up there and my wife's mother introduced me to Grace and said, this is, this is Melanie's friend, Todd. And Grace said, oh, BS. Although she said the full phrase, oh, BS, that's her boyfriend. She said, nice to meet you. She was like in her 80s and flirting with me. Truly flirting with me. It was absolutely charming. See, she shouldn't have been there either. Shouldn't have ever happened. God can do the most amazing things. Because he's God. Grace was told, I don't know how old she was, but she had to be in her 40s or something. She was told, sat down. And the doctor said, you have six months to live. Grace laughed in his face. 
she laughed in his face. And she got up and she walked out and she got her daughter and said, let's fly to Hawaii. She did. And she lived another 30, 40 years. Depending on when this happened. I know how old she was when she died. Likewise. Had a family member on my side. Supposed to have been dead at the age of 50. Same story. Stan. World War II vet. Fought the Nazis. <laughs> he met with the doctor and the doctor said, Stan, you smoked all your life. You've ruined your lungs. You got about a year to live. Stan looked at the doctor and said, I fought the, I fought the Nazis and you're telling me cigarettes are going to kill me. And he said to him, son, cigarettes aren't going to kill me. I'm far too ornery for cigarettes to kill me. Well, your lungs are really bad. And, and, and Stan, now Stan told the story and it may have been an exaggeration, but Stan looked at him and said, so is your guessing, son. And Stan lived another 25 years. Recently, someone I love decided to get injected. He didn't want to get injected. He wasn't forced. Except for this. God asked him to go to Ghana, Africa. And so God said, you're going to go to Ghana. And he's been doing this for a long time. Well, to go to Ghana, he has to get injected. And I said to him, brother, you know, this stuff is deadly. And he looked at me and said, I am indestructible until God decides otherwise. We are indestructible until God decides otherwise. Let us pray for the Dutch farmers and the Italian farmers and the German farmers who are standing up against the theft of God's creation. That is regenerating life. They're doing what Grace and Stan did. We need to pray for them, for their protection and their success. This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate you sharing it with friends. Now, please go be well, be strong, be kind, and let's pray on our knees for the Dutch farmers. Father God, protect the farmers. We ask you this in Jesus' name.